0: hey guys um i want to just welcome you to afro comic-con and just to say uh be here and be who you are i know that sounds weird right because we all black and nerdish and crap and stuff i shouldn't say crap stuff right but we're all nerdish and everything but i'm saying welcome and thank you for coming to our segment and I hope you enjoyed as much as we enjoy each other and how much we uh, love talking with each other. This segment is just gonna be about us having a chat, just a plain old chat, you know, fireside chat. You see the fire back there behind me? Just a fireside uh-uh. chat, <laughs> campfire chat. Uh, we're gonna be talking, um, for us it's evening, but for you it could be mid afternoon, but right now we're just gonna be chatting about what it is about our intersectionality about being black and being nerds and being who we are authentically ourselves um, in our different environments and the things that we actually do. So I'll start with I am Dr. Renee Horton. Um, My character is Dr. H and I build rockets by day and by night. I travel the universe in my stories and in my imagination and then my second character has developed and she is now kicking ass Not on the recording, but she is now kicking aliens all across the the universe and uh, Mm -hmm. discovering new planets and new areas uh, to be in. So you got to be on the lookout for that as well. Uh, So I have with me, I was about to give you government name, guys. I don't know if we're giving government names. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I I, I ain't scared of nobody except for the Mm IRS. Oh, we have the names see that's the good thing about being black and nerds y'all ain't, we ain't really committing no real crimes and stuff and we ain't got to be running from nobody so I do have with me um Mark and Keith and they make up Blurtish, and these guys will tell you about that and then we're going to get into that conversation so hang in there with us um while we get this going guys
1: what's up Keith Cooper of Blurtish. uh I'll give you the quick spiel we're a- First of all, we're all from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Yes, that's how weird our interse- intersect. I can't even say it. That's how weird <laughs> it is. That's how this works. From a we place. We're from typical place. We're from the actual capital city of Louisiana, not New Orleans. I know. I know for a lot of people that hey, don't know. Hey. But, uh, but for real, though, we're, we're proud of where we're from, you know, HBCU grads. Um, I think the doc went to, I don't know, she went to probably all the schools. But I went to
0: PWI. I did attend an HBCU without a degree. I, I got up out of there. Them folks was treating me kind of funny. Uh,
1: we, we are not going to say that because we love our HBCUs.
0: I do, I, love our, I do love our HBCUs, though. My parents are HBCU grads. My daughter will soon be an HBCU grad. Yeah. Um, and believe it or not, my money still goes back to the HBCU. And that is the dope
2: part. That is the important part.
0: So uh, pop-
2: I, I, I interrupted uh, Keith, sh- Keith Spiel, because he didn't even let me introduce myself.
1: I didn't uh, even finish introdu- introducing I myself. I am
2: Mark Dub, part wow. M- just what hearts are made for. That's the love. Uh, I have a million aliases which make me cool. Uh, I am Light like Tyson. Oh no. I am light like skin lightning. I am the extra large debarge. I am Mark Dub.
1: Oh, the man, the myth, the legend. Well, I'm just simply Keith Cooper, and we make up Blurtish, and we're podcasters, um, and we're now also a comic book salesman. Mark is um, Mark. He does Mark Dub things. And we just, we do different events. We talk to wonderful people like the doctor here. She was one of our most quotable guests. Always going to remember for her, you know, she can build rockets with everything, but she wants to be a world champion twerker. I don't know. Yeah. But
0: yeah, yeah.
1: all the skills.
2: You know what, bro? I think that's a real good segue because this is about intersectionality. Yeah. And Doc is a, I mean, you know, uh, I had a friend who used to say, uh, I may not be a rocket science genius, but I know this. Doc actually is a rocket science genius. Yeah.
0: Shout out to Crazy Joe. <laughs> uh it's not a joke. I, I'd be real mad when I'd be like, you know, we can't say that joke at work. <laughs> so it's like everywhere else, it's like, well, it don't take rocket science. And I'm like, maybe it does.
1: <laughs> You're the one person who it does take rocket science. like, Like, you actually do, fool.
2: <laughs> it does. Like, hey, cool. That is a meme that we need to make. We could could have a picture of Dr. H looking a little sad and it could say, uh, when someone says, it doesn't take rocket science to do it, and you actually are a rocket scientist.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that that face, put that face on the shirt. (laughs) Um, So I really did get to meet uh, meet these guys. Um, Well, I have a backstory with Mark, but we actually all met up at the library. Yep, for
1: makers for Makers Fair like two years ago.
0: Yeah, for Makers Fair in Baton Rouge, they got they had asked me to come out and I set up and we got to talking. I ended up doing their um podcast. I had a blast and I keep asking them to invite me back and they have not. I don't know um, what that's about. I don't know what that's about. Well you know what if, if it, you want to make a genius.
2: I know you understand causality and space time and time and space. <laughs> and when you we have to get all the moons in alignment with the stars, oh my uh, the Lord. constellations uh it, you know I,
0: while mark gotta, is, uh, is all
2: the chakras
1: while mark, the mark is over
2: explaining <laughs> <the infinity laughs> we got to just get everything uh, lined up in, yeah, so in perfect alignment. line if it makes
1: you feel any better there's only about five people who have been on the show twice or more and that's only because they do podcasts or something too all right it's not many not not that we're bragging and we're not exclusive it just kind of falls that way so cheering for your podcast was one of a kind and we're honored to be back on on with you Uh yeah
2: she's got to be back on because she family like for real (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, I, 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 get some,
0: I get something out of this now
1: <laughs> that's right this is gonna wind up on blurger somehow some way so it's happening right now
0: <laughs> okay.
1: take it all in
0: all right all right <laughs> so uh you guys have done these really brief introductions just to make sure we're adding in enough um mark is a physicist um by training and does what now oh well uh for a I was an environmental scientist for like
2: the last 13 years and i just uh shifted careers and i'm i'm still i'm still working um i'm working a little bit harder now they say you should work uh, smarter not harder didn't work out that way for me but that's okay I'm, I'm still here i'm still alive i'm still breathing still waiting for the stars to get in perfect alignment um, oh lord but with, with all that being said. I, too, am a superhero by night oh. in my head. Oh, okay. It hasn't translated into actually, like, saving any lives or
0: anything. <laughs> 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 All right. There's something so, um, wrong. <laughs> We've got a, a superhero, <laughs> uh, a scientist, and what exactly do you do, Kate?
1: Me? Um, I just try to stack bread. But uh, <laughs> anyway, I'm just joking. Uh, so you're nah, a
0: baker now. You stack bread, brioche what bread, we, regular bread, French bread. What what we stacking?
1: Whatever, whatever bread that comes my way. But it, if it's all seriousness though, but uh, I work in the library. Um, my official title is I'm a library tech. Um, I'm the dude who right now is bothering people to put on their damn mask when they come in the branch, and to help check out your books. But also, I'm on the Comic-Con committee. Um, I'm a former uh, budget analyst. I had to shift gears myself, change careers for my family purposes and just a better um, way of life. Um, so, And, you know, podcaster, blogger, and salesman. So right. but love talking books when I can. And, you know, unfortunately, I don't get to read as many, believe it or not, even though I sell a lot of books, I don't get to read them as much anymore because I'm selling.
2: <laughs> you know, and the, the the cool thing, like, so so we we came up with our podcast a few years ago, uh, Blurtish. The, we the real Blurtish. I'm going ahead and put that out into the universe. If you the see real I'm sorry. If you say the real Blurtish. Is there yeah, somebody look- copying Blurtish? Man, you know what? When you do dope things, people also want to be a part of dope things. They may not be able to hey, be a part of what you do, so they try to.
1: This is trademarked.
2: What you do, but that's,
1: on the shirt. It's trademarked. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we, we still we we trademarked it. We're probably gonna do some more trademarks, but yeah, we we done had some uh some thievery or people attempted thievery. You you know, we ain't going to go good deep in that. So when We you damn sure I ain't t- say no names because we ain't giving. No, no, we no.
2: ain't gonna make nobody famous, but us. Look, when when you see it like this, that's the authentic. If you don't see it like that.
1: If it, if you did not get it from me or somebody who, these shirts, you can only buy these shirts in our Tee Public store. They are not printed nowhere else. The only other person we may allow to print it in person will be Lazy Nerds Designs of Baton Rouge, Louisiana.
2: Cool, cool, cool.
0: <laughs> There's enough plug-in. Hey, I'm just setting the record straight. That's actually really interesting that you guys said that, that, you know, you're doing something and you're doing something great, right? Because that's that intersectionality right there across your chest, Black nerds, blurtish, you know? Um, And so to be able to have started that and put it out there like that, and then somebody else wants to copy it, says that you're doing great things. Um, I think I did mine the wrong way, Um, and I tell people that because you see the character and people see that character and little kids aren't able to separate me from the character. So the character was developed before we did anything with her. And so the character was everywhere. And so kids see the character and they see me. Um, My mom adopted a little boy. And so when I go to my mom's house, he says to me, when did you come from space? And I'm always thinking, dude, like I was not in space. And he goes, but you live in space. I saw it in the book, and I'm like, oh, gosh. So, you know, I run into little kids. Um, so it would be hard-pressed for somebody to copy what I'm doing. Um, Which is because They would have I to steal me.
1: Look, they don't copy our face. Our face is on stuff. They just try to take the name and try to use the name in various ways, from the podcast to shirts.
0: Oh, wow. Okay.
1: It just
2: means, it just means <laughs> that we real dope and we doing some dope stuff. So that's why I'm going to take it and yes. let it uh, bother but me. I
1: love that you're, that you're, that you can't be separated from your character. Not to sound crazy. really.
0: I, it, I it think really, that's cool. It really I think bothers cool. me sometimes because like, you know, you can't just be out there now with a red cup and, uh, you know, doing whatever. That's right. And, you know, and okay. just <laughs> Like, walk mean, up hey. and be like, hey, Dr. H, and I'm like, oh, hey. You know, hey. and so even the people around me are very protective of what's going on now, just simply because I don't have a, another choice but to always be on the hook for being Dr. H.
1: You just need to put some shades on. And then see, do you, do you go from Dr. H to Dr... Um, Doctor,
2: uh, Doctor L M N O P. If they, <laughs> incog- incog- hey, if they call me Doctor H, it's because the H
0: is for Hennessy. So,
1: Doctor Hen God.
0: All right, guys.
1: All right, sorry. We, so, uh,
0: what we, we want to talk up. about is about that intersectionality. How has it shaped your life? Um, how early on did you know? Like, I knew early on that I was different. even my brothers and my sisters, right? Because I was a reader and I was into all the the graphic novels and the comic books and I just really saw things differently. Um, My world was always animated, um, full of color. Everything was always extra. I remember playing um, in the house and, you know, my grandma had made me a lab coat, and I was always going to be um, a scientist with a monkey. I wasn't going to have no kids either, and if I was going to have some kids, they was going to be special kids, so that I would learn all the best ways to take care of my special kids, so I leaned more towards just having a monkey, because um, a monkey was just really cool, and my brother then was always like, why do you always have to have the monkey, and I was like, because it's better than kids, because and now I have three kids. <laughs> let me, go ahead and plug them kids I did have, but they are not monkeys. Um, Wait, but that well, grandbaby of mine, and, <laughs> and those, and those kids else. are
2: better than monkeys. Let me tell you. <laughs> you. It is funny, I, at like y'all, Doctor H and I really found out recently, and it's still kind of shocking. <laughs> it, we're talking about intersectionality, like I when I was really young, I. I would say that I was different from my brothers, but I really wasn't because my brother was a big old nerd too. But he was No, oh, you was different than them. He he was different from a lot of folks too, but like I knew early on I loved comic books. Yeah. I famously tell people that Batman was like really my first word. And a certain someone who her name rhymes with Lock the Rach, Um <laughs> actually gave me 400 comic books when I was a kid.
1: It all oh comes full circle.
0: I know. Is that not amazing? Somebody gave me that, the comic books, but my parents was going through a divorce and we had to downsize. Um, and so I gave him the comic books. Um, then and I read them all. I read all 400. Was like Archie, that night. Oh, there was a ton of Archie um, oh, yeah. comic books
1: in there. I uh, used to love Archie.
0: And then the guy who I got them from had put them all in plastic bags, so like a lot of them, some of them were in good condition, some of them weren't. But it was just amazing that somebody had given that to me, Um, and the idea that forty some years later, (laughs) and and, and let me tell you,
2: I was um, already, I was already like really into comic books, and then I got that big, I, I think. I, I must have been about seven or eight. And when I got all those books, it was like I, there was no coming back. And I, you know, I I think you, you know, we were talking about intersectionality. It's cool right now to be a black nerd. Like, it's cool to like be into the comic
0: books. It's okay. I remember when we were young, it was not that cool. <laughs> No, it wasn't. And, like, right now, my son is really into anime. And it took me a while to kind of get there. But he is really into anime. And then my little niece is really into anime. Like, she's doing some drawings and things, right? So
2: cool. She's
0: actually really good. And so to see them actually being able to walk in who they are, right, their authentic selves is so amazing. My son is, has dreadlocks. He's growing his beard. I, You know, every day I see him, I'd be like, you ain't going to cut that thing down, son? You know, and he's like, "Nah, I'm I'm good right now." But he looks like, you know, he doesn't belong here in the United States. He looks like he just fell straight out of Jamaica or something. And um, but he's walking in his authentic self of being different. You know, he he's once said to me, he says, "Well, you didn't raise us to be to st- to blend in. You raised us to stand out. And so you have to be able to be different to even be able to stand out." Yeah, you know, a wise man once said. How can
2: you ever hope to be outstanding if you never stand out? You know, and I think it's really dope that now people, hey, and y'all, y'all, y'all standing on my shoulders. Cause I took, I, I call some L's for being black and nerdy. You heard me? Uh-huh. Y'all standing on my shoulders. You're welcome. <laughs> uh-huh. to live, but it's it's really cool that the youngsters are now able to live in a full the their full nerdiness, full nerdy selves, and it's not so they're not ostracized so much for it, and to be black, and yeah. in this country to be able to live in your in the fullness of your blackness, and to be able to live in the fullness of your nerdiness too. Oh, the that's
1: that is that crazy. we can now have where it's cool where you can see people say stuff like I'm a hip hop nerd or nerd in hip hop or things like that or I'm a nerd out on this, and to see like people like Megan The Stallion is like into into anime, you know, and she's working with. One and I'm into Megan The Stallion. <laughs> well, <laughs> I knew
0: something was yeah. coming out of his mouth.
1: Uh, you know, I'm gonna skip right over that, but uh, just this, that you see people who are even famous but able to accept Michael B. Jordan. I mean, it's a little right, iffy. He's a real know. good
2: example of it.
1: He, he don't know I- how to pronounce the stuff, but that's okay.
2: It's all good because I, I don't know how to pronounce nothing either. But he's you know what I'm saying? He's pushing the culture forward, yes, he's, pushing, he's pushing blurred
1: culture forward. Hey, he's I hey, he,
2: putting his dollars in it and giving it some authenticity yes. and in some coolness.
1: He's actually produced, he's produced, so he's produced and voice acted in some anime, um, for like Rooster Teeth and Crunchyroll. So he's he's into it. So yo,
2: and he. He made like a low budget sci-fi movie. I don't want to call it low budget, but it was it was an indie. It was an indie sci-fi movie, and I'm trying to remember the name of oh, it. Oh,
1: Ken. Ken. I, I think he produced it. What's the name of it? I think it's called Ken. K-I-N. I yeah,
2: It. Man, I saw it and it was dope. And okay. if you haven't seen it, you. But I I like that there's so much intersectionality and and speaking of Michael B Jordan, you know, I think Black Panther had a whole lot to do. You, the anticipation of the character, shout out to Chadwick Boseman, man.
1: We lost the legend, man. Chadwick Boseman. Been
2: ridiculous. But I think the I think being black and nerdy um, it evolved Another step with the emergence of the Black Panther movie because there was so much anticipation. And so many people who had never who, who never intersected with the, the the nerdy aspects of stuff, they were they were ready to go. What to Ch-
1: happened with that was that Black Nerdum or, or Blurdom, if you will, became cool, it became well known, it became sexy even. I mean, Chadwick was known to be good looking. To- I mean, the doctor can let me know. But I mean, a lot of people love Chadwick. And you had a lot of people got into cosplaying, got into writing their own stories, got into becoming, you know, writers. Like we're in the process of becoming comic book writers. People were motivated, but like, you know what? I waited for this character. You know, I actually am into nerd stuff, you know. And you know what's really great? Nobody has to do, if you're a legit person and you're, okay person. Nobody has to gatekeep on one side. Let more people in, no matter where you start from. That's one thing I always wanted to have be a, 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 a calling card call to Blurtish. Is like, look, I'm not into every single thing. Strange enough, I don't give a shit about... Whoops. Sorry. I don't know. I don't give a, a care.
2: He doesn't give a shift
1: about so y'all making
2: this hard for me.
1: And I know that Star Wars is a big thing, but I love, like, some other stuff here so you can so you can you don't have to be the typical person you ain't gotta oh you don't like this do that like you know it, no you can, it, you can be a can,
2: fan of what you're a fan of and let it, other people be okay. a fan of what they're a fan of and it's all it's all cool for us because it all falls up under the the umbrella of nerdy tree
1: yep so up doctor, switch, she she's She just slid to the side, you know. No,
0: I want to, because I want to do a time check on this, because the three of us could talk forever. You know, one of the things I want to pose is the current um, state of affairs, right, where we currently are. Um, The gentleman I was talking to today, he actually said to me that um, he was not about to let society or anybody else. He is like a a true nerd, tall, six-foot-something nerd, you know. So you can't help but to see his blackness you know, when he's walking forward as a man, but, you know, one of the things he talked about was that it's not his responsibility to take care of other people's insecurities about who he is and about the fullness of who he is, so have you guys really ever really encountered that, uh, you know, that awkwardness that comes around being a nerd, but being a black man and being a nerd, because I don't, I know for me, I scared a bejesus out of people at five, two. Okay. I mean,
1: I'll say – I'll take that. I'll start off with that. I mean, sometimes people – I don't know. It's kind of weird with me because I was never – I wasn't, like, picked on a lot. I wasn't like, oh, I'll say this. I'm going to say this. Just because you're nerd don't mean you got to be like Steve Urkel. Now, nah, there's some levels to it. But if you are, that's okay. You can be a noble person and just, like, be into nerdy things. But, no, you shouldn't feel bad about, like, if you like Star Trek or this and that, you, and you are just hanging out being yourself, nobody has the right to make you feel like garbage for that. But you know, some people I've got little microaggressions, microaggressions be like, oh, you're black or, you know, mostly from other people and you like this, like, yeah, I like anime or when it became a thing and it's okay, you know, or I like this. But yeah, he should, I'm glad he's standing up for himself. And just because you are in nerdy or whatever, please stand up for yourself and let people know because, you know, everybody ain't a monolith. You know, you into this one thing don't mean you're not into this or you're not, you don't check off a lot of boxes. So I don't believe nobody is really one thing. You know, if it just comes natural to you, it just comes natural to you. You know, i check off a couple of boxes, I check off some strange boxes because, Most people probably wouldn't associate me growing up at first with Nerdtree. My brother, you know, God rest his soul. He was hard off in some thugging for a minute. (laughs) You know, I'll just go keep it real. But we wanted to grow up to be artists at first. You know, I learned from him. That's why I got into it, into comics, into different things, into playing video games. You know, he took, you know, a different path. Unfortunately, I learned from some of his mistakes to go this way, but, that you know people check off different boxes you know but re- but you should stand up for yourself and for your freedom and for you to be if you if what if what you're doing is not offensive or dangerous to nobody else stand up for yourself
0: and that, you know mark i i guess i feel like i'm cheating because i actually know you know quite a bit of your history um and knowing who you are growing up i don't know you as a man so that part still has to be learned but Um, I know you think you're different from your brothers, but the rest of the neighborhood was actually saying he going to be something like he real smart. Like we, we all knew you was real smart um, growing up. And that was kind of funny because I was telling my dad, I was like, you will never believe little Martin came a physicist, you know? And I finally told him the other day, he was like, Oh, I knew that boy was going to be something, you know? So we all knew that because you were, um, like Calvin
1: on that McDonald's commercial.
0: <laughs> you have to go
1: be somebody.
0: Yeah. You, know, you were geeky when we were growing up, you know, and I, and I was geeky growing up. And so I, I laugh at some of my classmates now because they're like, well, you know, would you do this for us? I'd be like, uh-uh, you beat me up when we were in high school. I'm like, nah, like, I'm good. Like, I'm yeah. good <laughs> Dr. H lived, like,
2: uh, around the corner, like, two houses up from me and she she was like my big sister like I looked up to her and I hung I remember hanging out with you when I was a kid and I just I thought you were just I thought she was so dreamy y'all but I also thought she was so (laughs) cool like she always she she always had fire comic books she let me be looking at comic books um and I didn't feel ostracized when I was around you as you know man it there there were there were people who would try to make you feel like lesser because of what you were interested in. And I was like, I ain't hurt nobody. Um right. I but I liked what I liked. And there there was a time I did I, I suppressed what I liked because I, someone told me um, you know, as a man, you're supposed to put away childish things. I said I should have I should have put your childish way but uh i I put down my comic books for a while things in with me and this person ain't germinate the way i thought they were supposed to and when i finally dropped out like a sack of potatoes while i got back to them comic books i was like i missed you i missed you so much and see for me i I had a sense of fulfillment really um reading those comic books and reading those stories and it it helped me grow into the person I am and the things I love. Like I, and it, I still revolve those things still revolve around my center, you know?
1: You know, and I just want to touch on some something you just said, like I put comics and stuff down, not for anybody. It was more just like life, like college and trying to become this serious adult and, you know, learn, put all your all into being, you know, when I was trying to become an accountant and, figure out being in that financial world and you know you're real straight lace you wearing a suit or you' wearing your tight but tight khakis uh you know trying to you know go into banks and become an auditor and all that crap and it's like as that became more depressing, you know I was like, you know what it's something like I was missing and you know what story one story that got me back in the comments was Marvel Civil War I was like, oh, that sounds dope let me start." Let me read this. So I actually started to weave back into it kind of after I graduated college. And I would go to Barnes & Noble. I, I love them today. And I would just go read the graphic novels. Like, I became a graphic novel reader that way. I, 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 never, I, never, I haven't really wat, read Floppy since I was a teenager. And I would go into, like, Winn-Dixie with my mama and read all the, grap- the, the comic books and the video game stuff. And that's how I would read comics because we didn't have a, a comic book store in baby. I grew up in kind of the country. So we didn't have we didn't have, I was happy to get it. So for those people who get picked on, I'm I'm that that rare example. I didn't have nothing. Like I had to get what I can get and had to use my imagination and just read stuff like and make it up or really deep down like when I could, because I could I didn't get I wasn't a kid that get to buy stuff. I had to read it when it was accessible to me. So that made me a reader.
0: Yeah. And see, for me, I gave them up and went on, but I had my kids early. So I had them at 18 and uh, my second son at 20 and then my daughter at 27, 26. And the catch is I could get back into comics, right? So I (laughs) gave them up. But then was able to immediately get back into them because we were buying them for the kids. You know, we were like, "You should be reading this," and so we were dumping them on the kids. So you know that I could read them too, and even the video games. Um, people are always shocked when they say, "What's that one secret about you?" And I say, "Well, I'm a gamer. Um, I'm into Mortal Kombat, and I'm an Xboxer. I'm not a PS uh, player. Um, don't do the PS control well either." Um, but I'll also, my kids are always calling me and was like, you should play this because it's like an adventure game. And, you know, I grew up with Dungeons and Dragon and, you know, that kind of stuff as well. Um, and being a nerd for me um, truly has been one of those enlightening things. And you're right, somewhere along the way, it became really cool to be a Black nerd. Um, people started giving you a different, you know, type of look because with that being a Black nerd came that also that, that piece about intelligence. Um, and I always think about um, slavery, and I'm like, uh, what were the nerds like, you know, for slavery? Um, I mean, like how how did they coexist with the others, and how did they actually survive through all of that? Like, you know, Frederick Douglass was self-taught,
2: and Doug, yeah. I mean, he he got he got some tools to read uh, to be able to read from an, from one of his master's wives, and you know, she she took took favor on him. She started teaching him how to read. And when they found out that he could read, you know, they stopped. And he continued to read. So, I, you know, I imagine, like, Frederick Douglass was, was probably somebody. Wow. Uh, I, I, could, I could imagine. Who are you, the, uh, your old smarty art, uh, would you and, read yourself?
1: And to be honest, y'all, I don't even have to go that far back. I could just go to my dad. My dad had me, and I told Marcus and other people this story, my dad was like 95 when he died. He was an older gentleman when he had us. He, didn't, he did not go to a formal school. He grew up... He was born in 1924, y'all. Yes, process that. So he grew up in the heart of Jim Crow. Like when I say this, imagine not being able to go to a formal school. You just went, worked to a schoolhouse of the country, and you did stuff, and then you came back and you helped out, and then eventually you go get a job. He... He, he told us, like, how, how he paid attention. Like, he said he would always write something down. He always practiced reading because it, it, it helped him get better. And it was like, I would write down everything when I got to the job. Like, he went from, basically, he got on at Moody Price, which became Exxon. Exxon, go real quick. And he became, like, you know, he moved up. But he would always write, always take notes, always take notes. He like, you know, I can't say things the best, so I don't learn the fast, but I always was studious. So I kind of picked that up from him.
2: You know and, what, that's and, and, and that's why. And that's a great t- thing too, bro, because this was a man who, like, Self-taught. he really relished the opportunity to be able to learn. Yes, he now, we, it's, it. Think We're living in a time where there are people who are actually striking out against science and intellectualism. Oh, my know? God. And they're, they're saying really, really dumb things. And it's, it's not anything new. Like, so many people were climate change deniers until recently. You know, with the wave of
1: uh, five hurricanes to stop the
2: Gulf and attacking and so.
1: Stop roll facing.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Please, <laughs> please listen to the scientists. <laughs> okay, so I, I wish we could keep going. We're already over an hour, guys, and I know this time went by.
1: Are we? We're over an hour. Uh,
0: according to the record, <laughs> we're over an hour. Um, Well, we're right at an hour. We're right at an hour.
1: Okay, Sorry. We got to get to the good stuff. I'm so
0: nervous. We're right at an hour. But, you know, one of the things um, you just, you know, one of the things you just, you know, you were saying about the intellectualism and science and people kind of lashing out at that. I'm just curious, have you guys experienced any of that um, being directed at you just being a black person, right? Um, I deal with a lot of microaggression. Um, at my job, and what, what freaks people out about me is that you can see me in the hallway skipping, right, like singing, like, because I got my own little Dr. H song, so you know, you might catch me in a really good mood, and I'm, like, in full child nerd mode, right, like, spitting off facts and stuff, like, did you know, did you know, and then we get in our meetings, and everything becomes really serious, and then, like, I'm shredding up whatever they brought to the table, because, That's that, you know, my brain kicks in like, hey, this needs to now be taken care of. We need to be doing this, right? And so I know I get a lot of microaggression and a lot of attacks, um, subtle attacks, right, on who I am just and my intellect and the questioning of my intellect and then the questioning of that that intersection for me of being a Black woman and being a nerd. Yeah, I I
2: know that women in science... It, it it's ridiculous, man. Mo- the smartest people I know are all women, guys. I I I I, I happen to get a degree in physics, so i I was hanging with some pretty smart people, and the smartest were women. I, and yet women in the workplace—I mean, that's a whole nother conversation—but I know that I know that women—you already have a certain uh, a certain disrespect towards your intellect. Just because you're black, but then to be a black woman, I know you are. I know you have to work even harder to prove yourself. Um, I find myself in professional settings. Uh, I I get asked about blurtish all the time. Why can't we just be nerds? Why do we have to be black nerds? And my my answer is always because black people consume pop culture and different aspects of nerdery differently, like. When I'm looking at the Avengers, I don't mind saying I like to see what Falcon and Black Panther gonna do. Because I look at them and I see aspects of myself. So that's it, and I mean, and a lot of I imagine a lot of white guys look at Steve Rogers and, and identify with him. Like, you know, he they get in the mirror and be like, Arr! I do the same thing with Black Panther. I I've I've had myself redrawn as M. not T'Challa. So, like, but to live fully in being black and being a nerd, it's a good time. I appreciate that we can. I appreciate that it's not, like, because, cause, yeah, my son is, my son's saying he might want to major in physics. Yes. Yeah, so I'm like, all right. And, and it's cool. It's, it's not so odd a thing now. And I like that. I wish I I wish I could have got the love for being a, a nerd in high school that I get now. Instead of uh, instead of getting the crazy looks now, you know, people are like, hey, hey, can it, we go and see? Can Can I go with you to go see uh, the next Marvel movie that's coming out? And I'm like, nope, because I've already got a hot date with Coop. Because we're going to see it so that we can do a podcast.
0: But beyond that, it I I ain't get the offers before. That's but. some real nerd stuff. I'm just I need to stop you right hey. there. <laughs> like if you turn down a chick to go with Coop, yes. that's some real you nerd do? stuff. Like damn, uh, bro. Look, Coop looking like nah, nah, dude. Don't hang that on me.
2: <laughs> you going by yourself?
1: <laughs> I mean, I know we went to a look. I mean, I went with you because my wife turned me down because she was like. She likes some nerd stuff. She was like, I don't want to see that. I'm like, all right, cool. I know somebody who will. Mark. Hey, hey what's for up? real.
0: Sit down. <laughs> hey, 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 I can't even talk. I'm going alone. So
1: look, I'll go alone too. Like, what Mark know about me, don't nobody stop me from going. If I'm gonna go do something, I'm gonna go do it. Long as I don't get no and trouble. And whatever, that's the thing we'll too. Like, it.
2: like now you we we ain't got the nerd in the closet. We can nerd it out in the world, and be like, hey.
1: I will go to (laughs) to a Pixar movie and I will be the only fat black man in the back sitting with my popcorn hard up into this cartoon and enjoying it and I don't care leave me alone get out my face I'm enjoying the show okay
0: (laughs) so living in your your fullness and your authenticity um, if you have to give just one piece of advice Um, to the next generation what would that
2: be for me man as long as you ain't hurting nobody you ain't hurting old people uh cheering or the little a little chipmunks old people cheering chipmunks if you ain't hurting them love what you love man
0: all right that's gonna be your slogan there old people cheering and chipmunks if you ain't hurting none of them you good
1: Okay, the chipmunks.
0: All right. Um, All right. Keith.
1: Uh, okay. <laughs> basically, if you're not offending anybody, and, and look, I tell people, you know what you're doing if you're doing something crazy. I, we just had this conversation, me and Mark were on another show. It's just like, don't be offensive to people. Be yourself. Be genuine. Like what you like. And, you know, don't, it's okay to share it. It's okay to be multifaceted. Nobody is just, you shouldn't. Be just a brick out here with a personality. It's okay to add layers onto you like an onion. Be an onion. Don't be a brick. You know, don't okay, be a, a, be an a onion, brick. Don't
0: be a brick. We got two good <laughs> slogans there now. Um, for me, I was about to say uh, about kind of like the onion thing too. I know I'm multi-layered um, and there's so many different facets of me. And just because you are insecure with who you are, don't project that onto me. Don't ask me to change who I am see to fit what time. you need me to be, right? Just because you are insecure, yeah. um, and I think that insecurity has to do with um, insecure in who they are and insecure of what they can also see in you.
2: The, Remember yeah. that is
0: that is it too, man? Because when you
2: if, when you are secure in who you are, you shine with a kind of confidence that makes other people. Either, either they embrace it or they want to dim it because they
0: feel like they are, they, not, they don't shine as much next to it. So they don't even know how they to use. how to process it. Um, and so that's when I think about when I see black nerds. For me, I go to a conference um, yearly. We won't have it this year uh, in person, it'll be virtual, but it's the, the National Society of Black Physicists. Um, so you can only imagine having 300 plus people in the room who are amazingly intelligent Um, and they're nerds and a large percentage of them are black and then there's others who come as well. And then they're the minority in that room. And so to be able to be in that room and to be able to be at that true intersection of black and nerdiness um, and to see how it develops in different people in different ways and how it plays out is just an amazing um, piece to be at for three or four days. To be able to see that, you know, I used to go to that conference when I was in school.
1: I, can I speak of the conference? Can I okay. can I say when I knew my people? That this is my aha moment when I knew that Black Nerd Tree was was here to stay. You know, Essence Fest. I, I go to the Essence Fest conventions all the time, which I didn't even think of it as a con. But if you really think of it, Essence Fest is like the biggest Black con, if you will, and it's free and they always had Disney there and they actually had Chadwick Bozeman come live, missed him, unfortunately, because that line was just out the building. You had to be there on time. But they actually start having blurred artists, people who were selling Black Panther gear, selling their comic books. I was selling comic books there and people like, I was like, oh, do I look cuckoo c- c- crazy selling comic books at Essence One lady came to, like she saw what I had. She was like, because I had, you know, shout out to Jason Reeves. I had his characters, uh, Marley and Charlie. Also, characters who are scientists, little twin scientists, just like Dr. H and her little cute scientist with the lab coat on. She saw that. she like, boy, if you don't get in there and sell them beautiful black comics. I said, bet. I'm going to go do it. Had a great time. Met people. I even met a, a lady named Fly Nerd was who, who had a booth there. And she loved, like, we just, like, we had this little, we like, mm-hmm. It's Like meeting a family member, it's like okay, you sell dirty stuff, I sell dirty stuff, and we both having a damn good time at Essence Fest. You
2: know it. why that feels like that, bro? Because we're talking about that intersectionality. There was a, there was a time when, I mean, we live in, a, in an age too where people are able to. I might have been on the cat in my age group, in my peer group, that was really like into Batman and Ninja Turtles when I was in elementary school. Now, I get on the internet and find other people who are likewise into Batman and Ninja Turtles. In
1: that I'm, I'm going to say this. It's, I'm it's a Marvel guy.
2: Expanded,
0: make it cooler.
1: But so. Batman, the animated series, is one of the greatest animated shows or shows I've ever seen. Hey,
0: let me tell you, Preach. them Ninja Turtles was something, okay? Them, Tur- oh, yeah. them oh, Turtles yeah. was something. Like, Ninja I really loved the Turtles. Ninja turtles. I was a grown-up when they came out, right? but I dug the turtles because they had been mutated, which meant that there was some serious science that had <laughs> had to happen for them turtles and that rat to even be that amazing. Okay? Like,
2: serious it's mutation. It's the only rat we get down with.
1: See, oh. what's so quick cool is y'all into the science part, but see, for like, like I said, with Batman, the animated series, it was about the heart and the and the depressing sorrow that Batman would go through, because that was a that Batman really went through some stuff. He I ain't awesome.
0: no Batman girl. I never really got. I never really got into Batman. You know I you know, I know. Now Spider Man and getting bit by that mutated spider. See, that was the okay. kind of stuff. Like I was, like I could feel, I could feel that, right? Shout like, out to Cole. Peter Parker
1: because he knew was what he my felt, man. Like, to learn as a nerd and then to become something.
2: I always felt like I was, I, I, I'm I fly like Peter Parker. I'm just a tad bit darker. Oh,
1: Jesus. <laughs> I'm spider,
2: I'm
0: spider melanin. Okay, all right, all right. You and your cornyness, like your nerdness just be standing on front guard all the time. <laughs> I'm corny like ethanol, y'all.
1: See? <laughs> Mark is the example of it doesn't matter how you start out. Once you become a dad and you from the hip-hop generation, you just become a corny rap dad. It don't matter.
0: Okay. All right.
1: <laughs> it does not I matter. I always have
0: to tell people, um, because I am a nerd, um, I'm missing certain social cues. Um, I don't do comedy well um, at all. Um, so I try not to date comedians. I just, you know, let this guy down really nicely he was really into dr H and I was like hey I'm really sorry um like I don't get your jokes and you laugh at yourself you just so, so I weird. feel like I'm missing something in life um, nah. when I comedians so I don't want to date comedians I take things way too literal and way too serious so comedians are not my um bucket um, you
1: just dated the wrong one you tell him to step his uh his punch game up and his little is literal change
0: must have been trash i don't Ooh. know guys it was just really awful, like i had to go, do the apology like my social cues was not up to like up to par like nerdism takes some of that out of it um but you guys seem well adapted that's a good segue for me but you guys seem well adapted and sociable like when we met you guys weren't awkwardly social you know sociably awkward or anything i um, you know mean is that something you had to work on or is that something you seem seen that you've been able to have that intersection with being able to fit into normality plus retaining your nerdism?
1: Can I? I'll, do you want to start with that one, Mark?
0: Uh, Mark is okay. off socially, so he should not start with the question.
1: <laughs> I mean, okay. Uh, I'll just say, I mean, I guess for me, I mean, you know, I went to, like, I guess growing up, where I grew up at uh, Leland College in Baker. It's actually a historic black college neighborhood, one of the first in the state of Louisiana. So, you know, we were close. Like, I would go outside, play with friends. Uh, we'll play basketball, do that type of stuff. I didn't play, you know, organized sports, but I definitely, you know, just hang out, do stuff in the neighborhood and, you know, play video games with friends. So, even if I might have been more nerdier into it or really love, like, video games, but everybody kind of did some of the same things. So it was different, I guess, growing up back then, because you had to get outside the house, and you know. But I would, like I said, when I get to the, to actually see comic books, I would absorb them. But I didn't have that every day. So in the meantime, I'll have to do chores with my with my family. You know, go to church, be a part of church service. Like I was like a like a young deacon or something, like or in training or at least an usher. So I had to do multiple things. You know. I played in the band, you know. I had to like stand up and do solos, you know, drum solos. So I guess I got over some of that because you just, you know, and plus I'm just keeping real. Like I wanted to, you know, meet girls. So you just can't be awkward. I, <laughs> I was just like, you know, like I wanted to learn how to talk to girls and just, you know, eventually I was like, you know, I wanna, I wanna be with somebody. So that was actually one of my goals. I wanted to, you know, have a wife and you know, have a good, you know, the American dream. So I just didn't care. Like, if, like, I, I was like, I learned early, like, look, that girl don't like me. It's going to be somebody else. They're going to like me. Somebody going to learn me. Go, gonna go feel me. It's, it's all good.
2: It was, you know, the, the thing was for me, I, like, I didn't want to be defined as a nerd. I, I, I just, I liked what I liked. I liked other things too. Like, I did, I, I played basketball in high school. I played organized sports i did everything that regular cats did but i also just happened to really like comic books and like playing video games or like cartoons or in my case like action figures and who knows i might have had a batman action figure stuffed into my pocket
0: who knows? I we certainly could never remember. All right. All right. We right. We're talking about the action figures. Do y'all have that Black Panther action figure on deck?
1: Uh my son is in my son. I got him a big Walmart joint. Oh yeah. The, the oh yeah. No, look, look, I'm, I'm
2: to child it out. I I and I love Chadwick Boseman, so
1: I will say this though. When I do when I do a lot of uh, table setups, you know what nerdy thing I'm into now? I like buttons. I like to put just like I get like a little pin just to let you know what I like, and if it match my shirt. So if I got like a, a a a Wakanda shirt, I might wear a Black Panther pin, or if I got an anime s shirt, I might wear All Might, or I might put Storm on to match the color of this uh this shirt. Okay, so well,
0: just, I'm gonna have to um send you guys some Doctor H pins. I Need mean, um, some Doctor H
1: pins. Why we have some
0: Doctor H lapel pins,
1: and I will um, tell people who Doctor H is too.
0: And we have two. We've got the regular character, which you see right here. And then we've got the new O'Shawn character um, in her fullness um, as well. Um, and, and, and I'm going to just put it into
2: the universe now because I don't, I don't understand uh, logistics or, or just logic, the root word of that or anything like that. However, when, why can't we like do some Dr. H and the Blurdish guys collab?
1: She said, You send the books, we'll sell them. We'll work it out.
2: No, 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 no. I'm saying, why? why maybe, 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 maybe too. not the age character can be in the blurred book. Maybe guy. Yes,
0: the, yes. <laughs> Put the hot character in there. Oh, she's sexy. I want that character, not this hey. bobblehead one. Okay. <laughs> yes. Not my kid bobblehead one. Um, guys, I, I just want to say thank you. Oh,
1: <laughs> I wasn't ready.
0: <laughs> say that again.
1: I wasn't ready. The hot character almost gonna make me drop the phone.
2: <laughs> hey, I, I think I I, I really sexy think that for that,
1: her lab coat.
2: I, I really think that'd be dope. Hey, Like uh, y'all, Dr. H, go. she has some dope oh. stuff coming, y'all. I have seen the the images
0: for the the, the, the character, the powered character.
2: I can't wait man i think it's gonna be amazing
0: yeah i'm really excited about the um like the remake of the character i love i love the original character um because the kids identify with it quite a bit um and when we got the request to do the more of a teenage book um we redesigned the character as well um to go along with the teenage book and then i hooked up with this amazing amazing um artist um out of tuscaloosa um, Alabama, and she's a tattoo artist as well, but she, she is, is amazing. an amazing artist, and um, she re- she redesigned the character, and uh, I'm working with her now to do the images in the book as well, and we're looking at um, doing maybe eight to ten images inside of a, a chapter book um, for kids, so that's our next big project that'll come out next year um, as well. I want to thank you guys for doing this with me. Thank
1: you. It's It's
0: always dope to hang out with you. (laughs) Always. Um, It's been hanging out with you since I was a little kid. How about that? I know. That's that's the cool part. Um, Just finding this out and then thinking about all the history that goes along with it. Um, Afro Comic Con, we hope that you are enjoying the time that you are putting in there um, to be able to be here. Uh, just with your own community and with people that are like-minded and that people who want to be with you. Um, All of us know what it is to to go through that um, being Black and being a nerd and being able to find your individuality and being able to find your tribe, your people who you can connect with and who you don't have to explain things to. You know, that's a cool part about hanging out with other Black nerds you know, if everybody got silent in the room and kind of went off to themselves, self, immediately everybody knows that person is tired of interacting. And <laughs> ain't nobody about to go bother you, you know, over in your chair while you're quiet with your book. That's not going to happen when you find your tribe and you find your people. So we hope that if you get nothing else out of the Comic-Con, that you can come away with a network that you can reach out to and that you can be a part of and you can be your authentic self. Um, that is the most important thing for me is my internal happiness one and two being my authentic self even if it makes other people uncomfortable um, when they are uncomfortable I always have to say to them go examine why you feel that way because there's something wrong with you and not with me I'm happy who I am Um, I could
1: tell them to shut up learn something from a NASA scientist Rocket scientists, goddammit, it, and be quiet uh, actual, and learn some
2: actual
0: rocket okay science with it.
1: That's not crazy Joe, it just I know, It just and it, 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 it throw rose petals at your feet.
0: Yes, I, I like rose that. petals. So if you ever see me, I'm joking. I do not like the rose petals thrown at my feet. Throw That's rose just rose at your feet. The Next time the we get on, on we can call
1: <laughs> But I, since yeah. I know you got to sign out and. Whatever. Uh, we yeah, we are, we are this blurtish. Is so
2: dope. Thank you so much.
1: You can find us at www.blurtish.com, spelled the same way it is on the shirt. That's wwwb hyphen, ish.com, Blurtish.com. We're podcasters. We're out of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. We wanted speaking of inter- intersectionality, we wanted to represent. We say from the dirty dirty south because we we go over a lot of places, so we let people know that. We're, we're we, we, who we are and where we're from and what we're about and find your tribe like Doc just said here listen to the podcast, you'll find dope people like her, all type of creators and everything on it catch us on Instagram, we're on all podcast platforms that you can find and uh, blur.ish on IG Twitter, blurtish one and we also on Facebook page and I'm Keith Cooper on Facebook page you can holler at me if you ain't full of it you know, be cool
2: <laughs> uh I'm Mark Dub on IG. I'm Mark Wallace on Facebook. Y'all can find me. I'm easy to find. Look for the cute one. Uh, and I'm Space Age 3K. That's a real nerdy uh uh login that I had on Twitter forever. Space Age 3K. The K is for
0: kilos, kilometers, kilometers, <laughs> Hold on. Keep. Wait a minute, wait a minute. All right. So, you know where to find these two guys. And for me, you can find anything about the character at um, drhexplores.com. The books can be purchased at drhexplores.com. The book can also be purchased at Amazon, Books A Million, Barnes Noble, um, Twitter, IG, Facebook, Dr. H Explores. And then you can also find me personally at ReneeHortonPhD.com. That's the webpage, And then Re- Renee Horton PhD at IG, Twitter, Facebook. I think I got them all. You can even find me on LinkedIn, but I probably really won't answer you on LinkedIn um, because, I don't know, it's just not my space. Let, let, um, me, let me celebrate.
2: I, and uh, if, I'm out of, if I'm out of space and time, it, I'm, I'm out of phase. Um, but I just want to celebrate my sister here. My family, for real, is one, (laughs) she is, she's part of a very exclusive uh, number. There are less than 100 black women in this country who have a doctorate in physics. She's one of them.
0: So. Actually, we just recently hit 100. So now there's a little, oh, we're thick. Right, right. Yeah, we have, we have an error bar in there, plus or minus three. So I can still be less than 100 or be maybe more than 100. But yeah, that's a, um, one of those things. Um, living in my intersectionality, like my full intersectionality, I have to tell people all the time, you see that I'm Black. Like I can't erase the Black part of it. So Black is a huge part of who I am. Um, very much just a lot of my pride as well um, about being in an intersectionality. But I know I'm intelligent. Um, which thus causes me to have some of those social cues that I don't always hit. Um, I blame that on being a nerd because when I was should have been learning some other social cues, um, I played football with the boys until the social cues kicked in that girls should not be the center when you play football. My brother was like, you can't be center no more. You got to be the receiver or the quarterback. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> You know, I miss those social cues even early on. Like, hey, wait a minute, there's a different. I mean, you the people, you, you he, he never the ball when she hiked the He's hitting them all in the face, and then he gets <laughs> nobody. But you know, not knowing all my social cues, I tell people that all the time. Like, my brain is very intellectual, and I'm functioning in the logical place most of the time. And so sometimes I miss those things. And so being into the anime, into the cartoons gives me a complete release from that altogether. It really allows my imagination um, to be able to be somewhere else and to be in another place. Um, I'm really into the dragons. I really loved Dungeons and Dragons growing up, like the game. And I wish there was some form of it, um, electronic or something now so that I could really get into that, but-
2: I'm, I'm sure you can find it. it there's think, somebody somewhere trying to make yeah. some money off of that. Yeah. There's but, somebody you know, somewhere who's looking at people like us and saying, Oh, yeah, Please. them suckers would buy that because that's what they would do. I would. I would. Well, they probably have
1: RPGs that give you that fix. You know, there's probably many of things that you can find that give you that fix.
0: There are, there are plenty of things that give me that fix now. I play a lot of these, um, uh, like, adventure games and stuff, and there's some that I play on the Xbox, so I'm really getting my fix that way. Um, we're going to wrap it up. You can find these guys um, on the podcast, and maybe, since technically we're going to run this on the podcast, maybe I'll get a real third time on the podcast. No, no, no you definitely are getting a real guest light on the podcast. This, really this, a this guest will be on the
2: page. page. we just going to put um, that out there, but um, you, will, you definitely get a, a call all right, back.
0: All right. So, guys, we're out for real this time. Um, we want to thank you for hanging in there with us uh, for our whole show, um, and for what we wanted to give you. Um, I do pray that we were able to give you something uh, for you to just to hold on to and latch on to, and to be able to enjoy about being a black nerd and enjoying that intersectionality. So, you know what?
2: As 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 nerdy as you are, you may not be as awkward as you think, and your black is beautiful. So embrace that shit.
1: Yes, embrace it. And I just want to say thank you, Afro Comic Con. Uh, You you know, appreciate it. I love the logo, Afro Comic Con. Appreciate it. it.
0: (laughs) Afro Comic Con, thank you for having us. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for sticking with us. And we hope that we have some type of intersection with you later on. Peace.
1: Peace.